0: There's certain things that you definitely want to make sure are not in the foods you're eating. So one would be like high fructose corn syrup, and it's so inflammatory for your body. And then a secret one is natural flavors or natural colors, but natural flavors I see all the time, but natural flavors is in almost everything. So natural flavors are flavorings that they put into product to make it taste good, to make it taste addictive, to make it savory for anything that they want, but there's no ingredient called natural flavors. So there's no manufacturing plant that has a box that says natural flavors, and they pop that into the product. It's anything that the manufacturer wants it to be.
1: Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. And I just really wanted to welcome you all today to the Intuitive Business Podcast. And I have a really, really special guest with me today. And as some of you know, I've often shared my highest values for this year is vitality. So why wouldn't I have a vitality coach on the Intuitive Business Podcast? So I want to welcome Krista. And I want to tell you a little bit about who she is, and then we're going to begin. Krista is a nutritionist, and lifestyle coach. She helps midlife women boost their nutrition and uncover their hidden blocks to burst through weight gain, fatigue, and stress so that their health is no longer an obstacle to their happiness. Welcome, Krista. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Candy. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited too. So and have fun. So, You know, tell me how you got started in this.
0: Like what motivated you to start this business? So I, like more and more people that I'm talking to in my 40s, I had just finished a 20 year career in in more of a business side and I decided I really wanted something different. I wanted to do something different and I started googling online about nutrition and you know what the difference between a dietitian and started delving in and found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and decided to sign up for their health coaching program. And I could not take it in fast enough. I absolutely loved it, absorbed it, and knew that I was on a completely different trajectory than I had been, but definitely on the right path.
1: <laughs> Excellent. So what made you feel like in your heart and or intuitively that this was a modality or a means to help people in the way that you really wanted to serve?
0: I always was interested in health and wellness But as I started diving into the power of food and I mean, I read nonfiction food books for fun (laughs) (laughs) and just the more and more I dove into it, the more and more it just felt right to me and it just, it settled and you know, everything was just telling me, this is your path. This is for you.
1: Oh wow, that's so beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about your clients and what do you see? How do they come to you? And
0: what's their biggest challenge? So most people come to me that are in midlife. I, t- I tend to find that I, I'm i in the same place. And so I'm finding the women that are coming to me are, are similar to me. And, you know, it's at, at midlife, we're finding ourselves tired. We're finding ourselves with our body shifting and things aren't how they used to be. And <laughs> we don't want to not feel good, you know? I'm just, I was just yeah
1: the body thing just swimming so i just had a moment oh
0: Oh, how fun to be be able to be in your pool outside now
1: but i was talking about getting my swimming suit on before i went into my pool and how everything does really shift in mid-age like things end up places that you don't quite expect
0: yes Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we want to feel good. You know, those days where all of a sudden you do feel great. And you're like, Oh, my gosh, I feel great today. But what we forget is that we're supposed to feel like that every day. Mm -hmm. And we sort of lower our standards for ourselves. And we just sort of decide, okay, well, I always sort of don't feel great, but at least I feel better than I did yesterday. Or, you know, we settle at that lower level, but we don't want to because we don't have to.
1: You know, what you're saying is it's actually making me feel really emotional. And I think why I feel emotional is because I think we probably have a very similar ideal client group, meaning, you know, my clients are midlife and I think about who they really are. And a lot of them have been mothers or they're really good aunties and they would never compromise their children's nutrition. Or if a child said, mommy, this makes my body feel good. That's what they would put on their plate the next day to help them to have their energy. But in order for us to give the way that we're giving I guess that we're the ones that get left behind sometimes.
0: Well, it goes back to, you know, when you're on the airplane and they tell you, you know, if the oxygen mask comes down, put it on yourself first and then help your child or helps, you know, the person next to you. And so it's so true. If we don't fill our tank, then we're not going to have it to give to everybody else. But you're right. As a mom, so often we realize that we, or we think that we can function on a quarter of a tank when we really should be filling our tank at the same time. Mm. Or maybe eating
1: the scraps off of the plate because we didn't have time to sit Uh, in between baseball
0: and basketball and three kids or something like that, right? The number of chicken nuggets I ate off my kid's plate from the table to the trash, you know? Not realizing either that A, that food wasn't serving my kids or myself, Mm -hmm. but I was hungry and I really wanted it. What do you think creates the willingness to compromise our health. Well, I think there's a lot that goes into that topic. And some of it's internal, but a lot of it is external. So we're getting all of these marketing messages. A, in you know magazines, how how we think we're supposed to look. But B, if you look at the food in particular, the marketing, the marketing is totally confusing. Right. You go to the store and, you know, there's labels that have green on them that make you think that they're healthy or they say healthy or they say, you know, all these things that make us think that they're healthy for us. But it's just marketing. Mm. And then we go online and we try to figure out, well, what is healthy? How do I find what's healthy? And then we get a gazillion different articles contradicting each other. Yeah. And then we're left having no idea what to believe.
1: Wow. So how do we help with this? Like, how do you as a, as a nutrition specialist help women make decisions about what to put in their
0: bodies? So we dive really deep. We dive really deep into, like, let's just say you. Are my my client okay? So we're gonna and look have been at my client. <laughs> you have been, mm-hmm. and we would look at you know how are you living? What are you typically eating? How is your body reacting? You're so good because you're very intuitive, and so you listen to your body. And you had a really good idea of I think I can handle this, but I don't think I can handle that. This is what triggers me. This is what you know. We're finding out. All the things. And so it's like a big pizza pie, and each slice is a part of your life, your food, your exercise, how well you sleep at night, your relationships, you know, what's going on in your world. And we dig really deep and we start with food because food is one of the easiest, it's one of the easiest, but one of the hardest things to change, right? It's simple to start thinking about healthy food. But yet when you've eaten the same things all your life, it's not always easy to change. But food is the first thing that we start with. And usually when people start moving away from the processed food and they start moving more into healthy, cleaner foods, more whole foods, they start to feel better just innately.
1: Mm -hmm. So I want to share something, if it's okay uh, with you, is Mm -hmm. so when... I signed up to for coaching with you. I it was in the middle of the pandemic and so I was cooking every single meal a day and quite honestly I usually don't do that in my life like you know it was always venice pizza or let's get a bagel for breakfast and run out, out over to manhattan bagel or oh, let's get cafe ease for dinner tonight you know like my husband and i are both busy so that's what our old life used to be like at times and then at other times we cooked but it wasn't as frequently until the pandemic hit so when i hired krista one of the things that absolutely shocked me and i was so thrilled about is that her program came with a shopping list. I just want to say this again. Her program came with a shopping list menu planning that she pre-discussed with me about how much time I wanted to spend in the kitchen cooking, what types of foods I ate and really didn't eat. And I'm not a super picky eater. So then I want to talk about the results in a moment, but I want to stop there because I want to talk about like, how did you come up with designing what I feel looks very complicated to design all these multiple meals. I mean, I had a breakfast, I had a lunch, I had a dinner, I had two snacks. I like snacks, I like sweets. And so she listened to everything I said. And I'll talk a little bit about what changed on my menu in a moment. But I want to hear how you created and why you created that for people.
0: Yeah, I love the meal planning aspect, because it's one thing to tell a client, you know, well, you need to eat healthier or X, Y, Z, but not give them a way to implement it. And as you know, there's a gazillion websites out there with recipes. And I go on to Pinterest a lot and I'll put in recipe, you know, ingredients that I have, chicken and asparagus or something, and you can get recipes for anything and everything. But the recipes that I put together are specifically curated for you. So like if you tell me I don't want any chicken, but I want I want a few more plant based or I want all broccoli or I want no Brussels sprouts or whatever. So I use a great database that I pull from and I can go in and filter It's time intensive, but I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's one of the best things I give to my clients. And I'm so happy to hear your feedback because it gives you the how it gives you how to do it, how to implement. So you're, you don't wake up in the morning and say, oh my gosh, I don't know. Krista told me to eat this and this, but now I got to find a recipe and I don't have all the ingredients. And to me, it just seemed like it was going to simplify everything. So I took all of your taste preferences, how many people you were cooking for in your house, how much time you wanted to spend in the kitchen. I know you, you're super busy. And so you said, I can't be cooking at lunchtime. So we knew we needed to have extra at dinner so that you could have leftovers the next day. So you would have grab and go food. So I just really listened. I listened to what you needed. I listened to what your lifestyle was like. I listened to what your preferences were. And I tried to put together a meal plan that I thought would be easy for you, but tasty for you. Mm.
1: I wanna talk about the results of a food plan like this. So first of all, again, pandemic. And so the grocery list was super, super important. And how many times have you seen you know, a program or been in a program? So I'm pretty much a habitual, I probably have literally been on every diet locally, externally, you name it, I've been on it. So I really am familiar with plans and diets. And one of the challenges is when you know you want to get on a healthy food plan, sometimes it's really hard to figure out all the ingredients and make sure that they're available. So the first thing that Krista does in your food plan is the first sheet was my actual shopping list. So You know, I went shopping and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I spent a whole lot of money, but yesterday i'm still using the same coconut sugar like you're not using a lot of these ingredients multiple times so you might have them for 6 months so some of that first shopping list that was like oh my goodness literally a lot of those things are still like the coconut aminals and stuff like that mm-hmm. are still in my refrigerator so i just wanted to say that first is that the list for me was just helpful. The second thing that happened was something I didn't expect. So, you know, all my life you hear, oh, chia seeds are good or soy products are good or soy products aren't good. Or so, you know, the same thing that Crystal was saying, it's like, well, what's the truth? So what ended up happening is for two and a half weeks, I did not deviate at all from the plan because it was pretty simple. And, you know, during the pandemic, we didn't go out a lot. So, It wasn't like I was going to go out and cheat or bring something else into my home. Like what was in my home was going to get used. So after two and a half weeks, I reached out to Krista and I said, you're not going to believe this, but I've had a lot of pain in my body. I have a a sciatic nerve issue and my body's highly sensitive to foods um, because I'm so intuitive. My body actually reads food. And so if I put something super hot and spicy, it reads the hot and spicy and I, feel it in my joints and in my muscles. So she and I talked about all of these things. And after two and a half weeks of eating, I didn't have pain in my body, I had reduced all the sugars, I had natural sugars, or coconut sugar was my new replacement. So I had no white sugar, I had nothing white, like no white flours, I had coconut flour,
0: and my favorite,
1: my favorite thing to this day is there's these oatmeal. What are they? Oatmeal
0: like overnight oat
1: bowls. Oh my gosh. Like who kept that from me for all these years? I was so disappointed that I didn't have that my whole life because it's so easy and I've traveled. And you know, since then I've traveled and like when my husband and I traveled, uh, we went down to the beach just for Christmas. Like that, That's what I took because we weren't going to stop. We were going from one house to the other. And so we took these oatmeal bowls and we were able to, you know, plan ahead. So I just wanted to say that I think that her plan is so incredible. You just need to talk to her, follow it, buy the ingredients and cook these very simple
0: meals. It is literally that simple and it's about enjoying food too right like it's oh not God. you didn't have to sacrifice you were eating till you were full and you were eating tasty food and i think a, a common myth with you know clean eating or healthy eating Is that you're going to have to have salad and boiled chicken, you know, and that you're going to be eating food that doesn't have flavor, but it's not it's finding these healthier options like the coconut sugar that's that creates so much less inflammation in your body than white sugar. And you saw the results of being able to lower the inflammation in your body. It was amazing. And what was also
1: nice is I have a super busy schedule. Like just this week, you know, my book has to go to the publisher. So it's really busy week. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time in the morning to think about, Hmm, what am I going to cook for my family? I would just pull out my sheet and it was Monday and it was, you know, this for breakfast and then the extra from last night for lunch. And so I really don't have to think about it. And for me just to walk downstairs and start my cooking and in 20 minutes my whole family is is fed. Yeah. That's to me the highest and best. Your body's getting the highest and best. And it fits into a really busy time schedule.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so many women, I mean, we're so busy during the day that you don't always have time to cook. And so that planning is so much better than all of a sudden having to run and grab a granola bar or something that, you know, just something that you have because you're so starving. Yes. Yes. I love everything that we're
1: talking about today. I Mm -hmm. wanted to talk a bit about, this is the intuitive business podcast. So let's talk about some intuitive eating. If, if you might suggest how that would work, intuition and food and body, how does, Mm -hmm. is there a marriage of that? Or do you see any relationships?
0: Oh, absolute marriage, long-term marriage. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, one of the, the issues again with, with women is that we're so busy. And so we're really not always listening. But, you know, as soon as you stop and you pause and you listen, your intuition tells you, but your body also tells you. And so, you know, oftentimes I'm finding in midlife, people are becoming more and more sensitive to gluten. And so let's just take that like as an example. So when you eat gluten, if your body doesn't like it, or your body's becoming sensitive to it, you know, maybe your stomach's gonna rumble or you're gonna have digestive issues. Or your skin might break out. You know, there's all kinds of ways that your body is saying, hello, listen, I'm trying to tell you, (laughs) I don't like that. So intuitively, if you can, you know, quiet yourself enough and, and really hone in on listening to how you felt after you ate XYZ meal or how you're feeling day-to-day day. So on the days that you feel really good. Think back, what did I have yesterday? What didn't I have yesterday? And so it's, it can take time, but intuitively your body will tell you. And along the lines of that too, your body's going to tell you when it's hungry. Your body's going to tell you when it's full. And so oftentimes we keep eating after, you know, how many times have you been eating something so good and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so full, but I just have to keep eating because it's so good. guilty. (laughs) We all are. (laughs) And so your intuition will help you with that as well. And it just, your, your intuition is a key player. Oh, wow.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that about our bodies. So listen to our bodies, please. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the overfull feeling because I know I've done that myself. Like something is just so darn good. I mean, we had chicken the other night and it was so good. And honestly, for three days, I hadn't eating a really good meal. And I thought, you know, like I was super busy and I thought, oh my God, this is so good. I really want to eat it because I really did feel like my body needed it. So I probably did push myself a little past the threshold, but yet I didn't feel overly, you know, I didn't feel uncomfortable by any means. But talk to us about how to listen, because I knew I intentionally pushed through that threshold the other night, but it was good, healthy food. And I knew I hadn't eaten a lot. So talk to us about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so there's one thing to eat, you know, like the Thanksgiving dinner full. So let's take that off the table. (laughs) So there's so many things with that candy that I would say, you know, the number one thing is to not beat yourself up about it. I don't think you can do anything hundred percent and we have to be able to live and we have to be able to eat foods that we really like. And we have to have really good times because that's what life is all about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you, you go on vacation or you eat that really big meal and you're like, but it was healthy, but it was so good. I know I ate, you know, more than I wanted to. So maybe the next day you eat a little bit lighter I know when I come home on vacation, I'm much more apt to have, you know, get back on my smoothies and just sort of, I mean, naturally vacation is different because you're probably eating a lot of different foods than you're, you're used to. So as you go home and you start eating the foods that you normally do, your body will regulate, but even just like on a day-to-day basis, I mean, if you overeat one day, just decide, you know, tomorrow I'm just going to eat a little bit lighter. Or, you know, if you go day after day after day, pick a day and say, I'm going to eat lighter and you're bo- you'll notice your body will start to feel lighter and you'll be like, okay, I'm back on track.
1: Oh wow, that's really good information. Thanks for sharing that. One of the things that we talked about in the green room, and I really wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about healthy eating and you shared that there's some tips that you share about reading labels. Yeah. Would you share some look? There's this big smile. <laughs> in the green room, it was the same big smile when she talked about labels. I it was a really big deal. I could see on her face. So I really am excited. That we're going to
0: learn about this. Yes, I could talk about ingredient labels and how long do we have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, I think, yes. Let's pick some highest and best. Like some of the things that really are difficult for our bodies or things that are hidden. Like for example, sorbitol is in peanut butter and it's in like diet muffins and dogs, if they eat that, they can literally die. So I never knew that it's in chewing gum. So anything in the house that had sorbitol, we threw out because my dogs have tendencies to get in things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. So ingredient labels. So I... I honestly don't really look much at calories, fat, carbs. I do look at the sugar, but I really don't pay much attention to that part of the label. So I read the ingredient labels. And on an ingredient label, the item that's listed first has the most amount in it. So like if, if the first ingredient in an item is water, water, you know, is the the largest ingredient in the item. So then as you get down to the bottom, it'll be the things that have a dash of this or a dash of that. But ingredient labels to me tell the whole story. You can forget about what the box says, you can forget about what promises the product says to make, but the ingredients that are in on the label are going to tell you exactly what is on there. And so, you know, I've heard people say, well, if you don't understand an ingredient, you know, you should eliminate it. And that's primarily true. There are some things that are okay, and they're in some long drawn out word, but there's certain things that you definitely want to make sure are not in the foods you're eating. So one would be like high fructose corn syrup. So high fructose corn syrup is a sweetener and it's so processed and it's so inflammatory for your body. And then a secret one is natural flavors. Or natural colors. But natural flavors, I see all the time. And I do think that there's a gray area. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But natural flavors is in almost everything. So natural flavors are flavorings that they put into product to make it taste good, to make it taste addictive, to make it savory for anything that they want. But there's no ingredient called natural flavors. So there's no manufacturing plant that has a box that says natural flavors, and they pop that into the product. It's anything that the manufacturer wants it to be. And so it can be something that's okay for you, but most of the time it's something that it's not. It's going to be a, an artificial chemical that your body's not going to want to have in it. And so when I look at an ingredient label, I'm much more apt to pick a product that lists, let's just say, you know, garlic, onion salt. But if I see natural spices or natural flavors, I immediately think, well, why wouldn't they just put what's in it? Why wouldn't they just tell us? So the small gray area that I'm finding is that some manufacturers will say, well, it's a proprietary blend, so we don't want to put it on there. But it can still be a proprietary blend if you're not giving the quantities, right? Right. So to me, if I see natural flavors, it's a total red flag.
1: Okay. So, so no. go check
0: your cabinet right now. No <laughs> Not flag. you because we're in the podcast, but. <laughs> but to the listeners, go check your packages and see how many items list natural flavors. Okay. Now I'm back from my cupboard. Many things have been
1: thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm still with you guys. So I want to talk about something else as well. We talk about midlife and health gain. And so, do you feel that once women have hit a certain age or like menopause, do you feel like we're more we have a tendency to either gain weight or we we resist losing weight or getting back to what we considered maybe a natural weight for years and maybe something's changed?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of challenges that come into play and some some that we can see like our weight starts to shift. So, as the estrogen shifts, the weight from our hips tends to shift into our belly. And so then, you know, and we're like, wait, I never had belly fat, but all of a sudden you're, you see the weight shifting. The other thing is our hormones. Our hormones play in a, a huge part, a huge, huge part in our weight, in our energy levels, in our mood. I mean, almost everything we'll go back to the hormones. The the hormones are such a huge part of what happens to us at midlife. But we can be eating foods and we can be living in a way like reducing the amount of stress that we have in our lives. So stress directly correlates to affecting our hormones. And so the way that we eat, the way that we live, the way that we think, right? Mm. It all comes into play and it's all... I don't want to say helping or hurting because that seems so harsh, but it's either feeding or not feeding our bodies. And so at midlife, all of a sudden we've had all these habits that we've had over the previous 40 to 50 years. And so we've got our hormones changing. We've got weight that all of a sudden is really difficult to lose. We've got energy that can be like a roller coaster. People in our house are going, what is going on with you? And our body's really partially telling us, I don't wanna do what I've always done because it's not working now. And we need to make some tweaks.
1: So, do you find some women that might take longer, like they hit plateaus more often if they're in midlife? And so, talk to us about hitting those plateaus.
0: Yeah. So, plateaus are going to happen. You know, you make a few changes and then you get to a certain point and you're like, oh, that was easy. That was great. And then all of a sudden, your body's like, ah, I'm going to level off here for a little while. I need to catch up and let's just see what's going on. And, and you're like, But it was working. So why isn't it working now? And your body's kind of taking a break in your bodys We just have to figure out then from that point, okay, what's the next layer of the onion? You know, what's the next thing we need to peel back, dig into and start tweaking. So it's not it's not a short process it's you know it's a long game it's a lifestyle it's 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 for the rest of your life you want to be able to have these healthy habits and healthier eating and these things that I teach and that we learn at Midlife are going to help us for the rest of our lives.
1: So I wanna talk about results because, you know, we're talking to women that are high performing, so they're into results. So I wanted to talk a little bit about results. Who gets the best results and why?
0: The people that are involved in the process, actually. The people that are committed to being part of the process. The people that want to be part of the process and the people that are willing to be part of the process. And if you have hesitations, that's fine. We'll work through them. It is not easy. It is not easy. However, you've got to commit to deciding that you want that change for yourself.
1: I think that that in a nutshell, in my opinion, through a lot of health challenges and health, you know, different eatings, I think that that's the biggest thing. You have to want to be the change that you're looking for in your body and you're the facilitator
0: of that change. And same thing for you with your work and the work that you do. Right? right. I mean, people are coming to you because they want changes in their business, yeah. but they have to really want those in order to get the feedback that you are going to get and be able to give them. They have to want to, impl- it's one thing for you to just tell them, I think you should go this way. And, uh, you know, this is going to serve you, but if they're like, eh, okay, they're not going to get it for themselves. Right. 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 I know <laughs> in my own business, what I see is.
1: Sometimes there's these internal blocks that we're not consciously aware of, and then that's where the resistance comes from. And and it's not necessarily always conscious. It's not like, gee, my mom told me to finish my plate for you know 25 years, and so I've been conditioned that way. So is that my challenge, or is there something else? Like it's really hard, I think, to make a determination to see our own blind side, and that's why I think it's so important. To have a coach and to have a nutrition specialist as a coach, because I am not a nutrition specialist, right? So that's Mm -hmm. not my, that's not my gift in this
0: world. Mm -hmm. And again, if you think of just the food, and the way that we eat, you could go back to the pizza pie again, and each slice could be, you know, what your parents told you when you were growing up what you told yourself you know how you've been eating you know yesterday and today what i mean there's so many parts that go into how we eat why we eat um, what we eat. There's so many things.
1: I also think, you know, in my own family, sorry if any of my family is listening, <laughs> but I do remember thinking as a young girl that they didn't associate food and health gain or health loss. You know, even in some of their biggest health crises, they still didn't see the correlation as much, even though you could obviously see it. So one of the biggest compliments, my one aunt, my and he said, you know, Candy, she said, you don't eat the way that our family eats anymore. Mm. And when she said that, it, I thought, what do you mean? And then all of a sudden I realized like, I like salmon, I like broccoli. And, you know, we had halupki and holushki and pierogi. <laughs> it's very ethnic food. So I do think that we have to be aware of the fact that their nutrition is either going to help you get better or make you worse food
0: is medication really it is it is but sometimes too you've got to get onto that emotional level first
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to you know before you know people eat and uh, emotional eating is not my expertise but I know that when you have all the pre-programming mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lot harder to cut through that and take just the suggestion of healthier eating that I'm giving you than just, you know, you coming to me and you're already, you're already eating really well. You just need to make some tweaks. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, there's a lot to it, but you do want to be eating food that fuels your body.
1: Absolutely. So just a little pause here. What, what do you want to talk about next? Like what is something that I'm missing in this interview? Like I feel something needs to, to come in. So I'm excited to to see what happens.
0: Well, I would love to hear the messages you're getting. But one of the things I just want to tell people is that you don't ever have to settle. It doesn't have to be I'm 40, I'm in my mid 40s, I'm almost 50. And this is just how it is. And this is what happens. You don't have to settle, you just have to decide that you want something different.
1: Ooh, that's really powerful. And if you want something different, do you have
0: any free gifts? Yeah, I do. I do. I have a free five dinner, belly trimming, 30 minute meal plan for everyone.
1: Yes. <laughs> Yay. Grab this because her meals are incredible. My husband and son didn't know that they were on a specialized program. As a matter of fact, fact they're like, hey, you're really stepping it up lately. <laughs> I they love it. A Program, they didn't know. Yeah. So go grab those. And how do they get those? We'll have them in the show notes too. Yes,
0: yeah. So they just go to the link that you'll have. They can click on there, put their name and email address, and it will get sent right to them. And then they can get cooking. And it does come with a a grocery list as well.
1: <gasps> a grocery list, my favorite. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes. Well, thank you again today. Anything else that you can think of that you wanted to share?
0: So one last thought is that a recent study that I saw said that we think about food 200 plus times a day. Digest that. Can you even imagine? But right, we're always thinking about food. So 200 times a day, we're thinking about food. And so the food that we eat, it's feeding our cells, it's feeding our tissues, it's feeding our organs, it's feeding our vitality it's feeding everything in our body so just good healthy clean food is what you should look for
1: excellent well i think that that was such great advice and i just really wanted to thank you for being on the podcast today it was mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful please 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 go grab your meal plan because i can guarantee you i've sampled her meals they're phenomenal
0: thank you so much candy this was so fun thank you